If you are looking to grow your brand in a more meaningful way, grab your notepad, folks. My next guest is an online brand advisor, brand strategist, creative writer, and social media authority. And if that isn't enough, she's also an artist, photographer, and mother. Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Welcome, Gina. Uh, Thank you, Gentry. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to tell you why, because literally you are one of the most intelligent, thoughtful, and creative people I know all together, all at once. So that is, uh, that is like uh, something I know for sure. One of the few things I know for sure. So thanks for being here today uh, because I know that we can all benefit from learning how to grow our brand in more meaningful ways. Um, Now I'm going to just jump right in if that's okay and talk about um, on your website you mentioned that your mission is to help ambitious business owners give up their relentless pursuit for perfection and overcome self-doubt and I just at (laughs) self-doubt I just pause and I'm like you know what let's talk about self-doubt for a minute Okay, let's do it. Let's do it because we all have it. It doesn't matter what our age is. We had, just for the listeners out there, we had a conversation a couple of days back and we were talking about this kind of stuff like self-doubt and what we, what our mindset was like maybe in our twenties versus what it's like now in our forties. And basically it just shifts. You know, in your 20s, you're like, I'm all that and a bag of chips. I look good. But, you know, you don't really have as much wisdom to apply to life or anything else, even though you might be trying really hard (laughs) and and like, right, giving it an admirable effort. And then in your 40s, you're like, I feel like I have so much to offer. And then you're worried about like, is my hair washed? You know, like, can I do this live streaming IG? You know, like, what do I look like? Um, So around self-doubt can you just my question is how do you help people overcome it that's the question it's a great question it's a big question too because um most people are stepping out currently right now with their business models and they're taking it from either a brick and mortar or they're taking it from just a smaller scale service-based business And they're putting it online in a much more powerful way. So they're reaching out to me for branding advice. We're having one-on-one consultations around their social media, around their marketing in general. So what I'm hoping to do when I speak with someone is get strategy. We want to get strategy around what is it that they're trying to achieve, not just in the tasks that they're doing every day to get to the goal, but what is the goal? And I think when people understand their goal and they understand their audience, they realize that at that point they have to take action. And so what I do is I create with them and we co-create together a way to, to plan that action. And typically it's around being visible. And the doubt comes in because like you just said, in our twenties, 20 years ago, we didn't have to put everything we did 
in front of other people. We actually went to work every day. We did our jobs. If we saw people, it was an agreed situation where everybody got ready, looked good. We got together. We talked about what was good in our lives. Now it's like, okay, I don't live in a big house with sparkly white walls and, you know, perfect coffee cups and beautiful tapestries. That's not my reality. My reality looks very different, but I have to put it online for everyone to see. I didn't ask people to come in in my house 20 years ago when it wasn't clean. Um, so it's a very interesting place to be. And I think a lot of people feel like, A, they're an imposter. So imposter syndrome is a big one. And B, they feel like too vulnerable. It's too much, it's too much to show all the grit and dirt. No, thanks. <laughs> um, but what I do with them is I just show them how gently they can truly be themselves, truly be authentic, do quick and easy check-ins with their audience, quick and easy posts to just share what they're doing every day. And we'll get into that in a little bit because it's one of the things that I really want to share with, with um, your audience. And, you know, I just kind of show them, I shine a light more or less on their brilliance and show them a mirror and say, look, it's not that scary. It's not that bad. It actually, it's beautiful and it's awesome and you're awesome. And I want them to feel their, uh, their creative zone of genius, you know, and really be able to show that to other people. Um, or we talk about how I can help them and do it for them. You know, that's the other option, but still, you still need to show up for your business, even when you have contractors doing it for you. So those are some really, really powerful points. And you mentioned creativity, which brings me to my next question. Um, You said that your philosophy is creating or creativity, excuse me, solves problems. And I'm like, aha, can you please expand, expand on this more? You know, why and how does creativity solve problems? Oh, this is such a big question too, Gentry, because it takes me way back to when I sat in conference rooms with the big overstuffed chairs and the gray walls um, and listened to other people talk about where the business was struggling and waited for, you know, leadership and upper management to solve what was going on. However, if you were creative in those spaces, you were somewhere else. You generally were not at the table with leadership. You were somewhere talking about the brand, talking about marketing and advertising. You were maybe even talking about um, ways to increase morale. Maybe you were in HR. There wasn't a whole lot of creative experiences I was having and conversations I was having in corporate America 20 years ago. Nowadays, we put marketing on the forefront and it is so powerful that we relate. And so I say that even if you were to bump up against Mark Cuban or Jeff Bezos or anyone that's just rocking those billions nowadays, um, you'd ask them, you know, what's the number one rule to business? Number one rule of business, solve problems. So that's the one thing I really have to share with all my clients is you want to know what people are bumping up against in order to serve and solve their problems online, period. And that's really where it comes from is that you have to look at it straight on. Then you have to look at it from the left, from the right, 
down backwards because you may be serving people that are out of your age range. They're out of your, your buying habits. Maybe you don't really know what it feels like to be them. So you have to be really creative to reach them. And, um, in my line of work, you can find those solutions online that other people are doing. It is very different when you're, when you are doing it yourself. So that's also part of the strategy is how are we solving the problems in your business and how are we solving the problems for your audience? And that's really where it comes from. So such, such good stuff. What, but what do you say to someone that says, I am not creative? I mean, for some people who are painters and photographers and artists, I mean, you are all of the above. So creativity doesn't sound like a scary word for some other people. They might have this dialogue or belief system that, that says, well, I'm in accounting or I'm in, you know, whatever other field and that's not creative. Well, is everyone creative? Or what do you say to, what do you say to that? It's it's, it's a scary word. Well, I'm a huge Elizabeth Gilbert fan. And one of the things that I take away from her is she says that if you're alive, you are a creative person. Um, And that's so true. And I, um, a few years back, did a talk and asked the audience various questions. So I asked them, if you cook dinner, stand up. (laughs) If you plant seeds in a garden, stand up. If you clean your car, (laughs) stand up. I mean, I created so many different ways that I think people show up creatively in their, in their lives. And the entire, but when I was done, the entire audience was standing up because at some point in your day, you are doing something that takes the logical side of your brain and it requires the creative side of your brain which is the more it's really the more emotional side of your brain it's really the more um tuned in side of your brain so at some point you're switching right and i also share with people that the creative brain is a very logical brain too, because in order to solve those problems, you have to be able to apply your logic. At some point in the day, you're feeling something and you're solving something. So we are always in creation. We come from creation. However you want to look at it, we are born from a creation. So it's a very important piece is that you show up in your life and you say, all right, I'm a creator. I'm a creator. And what am I creating today? Is it money? Hey, if your money game is strong, you're a creator. You've got a lot to share with others and a lot to create from when your money game is strong. So yeah, there's a lot to share in that regard. And thanks for asking that question. Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and you have helped, you might be able to speak a little bit more to this specifically, mm-hmm. but I know you've helped so many people grow their brands like doctors. You've worked freelance jobs. You've worked full-time yeah. jobs. You've worked from home. So for our audience and for me, uh, <laughs> what are some easy, can you give us or share some easy marketing tips or tricks that, that, that literally anyone can apply to their business and particularly with online branding. I mean, how do we get noticed for real results? Ooh, (laughs) this is a good one. 
Um, okay, well, I guess everything that I share is for the beginner, um, you know, up to the intermediate, because, you know, even if we've tried it, we all can use some refreshing guidance. Um, and because our brains are constantly saying, we're busy, um, we're busy, we're busy. So the busy can feel really big and we forget that these um, tips, if you haven't already used them, if you haven't already touched them and you're still in the beginning phases, these are, this is a great list. Um, and if you are already using them and you've been in, in it for a while, but you haven't really honed it, this is also for you as well. So I would say uh, to get noticed, um, the BTS, so BTS is what we're seeing a lot, which is behind the scenes, um, is what it stands for. So if you see BTS, it's trending, um, hashtag BTS, it's always a good thing to know what's happening, you know, in the beginning of the year. And so 2020 and what I'm seeing and noticing is a lot of BTS hashtags. So what they're doing, what people are doing is they're just being more human and they're sharing with the world um, what it's hungry for. And if you and I were to sit down and really like to dive in and we kept asking the question, what's the world hungry for? And we just kept asking, it would be truth. You know, people want you to be honest about your struggles and about how you got there and how you're solving the problems. And if you're still there and if you're still tripping over it and the behind the scenes really helps because it shows, you know, you in a very vulnerable place, but it also shows your zone of genius. It also shares with people the fact that you're human and not perfect and how you got out of the situation. So I would share, Hey, I'm working on and then share what you're working on and then say, and this is what I'm bumping up against and share that too. Um, so I'll just pause right there and just say that how I recommend people uh, share their behind the scenes is through IG stories or YouTube stories or Facebook stories. Um, their posts, like literally, you know, the static posts that just sit on their pages on social media, I highly recommend they put it on their blogs and then they just run and drive all of their uh, social media back to that blog, back to that website, because that's how you're going to get people to really understand what you're talking about, who you are and what you're doing, because they get to go and see who you are and what's happening um, on your website as well as your social media. And I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but just uh, yeah. like a little side note about driving that social to your blog. Isn't yeah. that good? Isn't that a good way to inadvertently get people to your website in general also, because I see a lot of people that put, and I am, I'm, I'm, I am asking the question. I see yeah. a lot of people that put um, a link in their uh, post about whatever it is they're talking about. Okay. And if you want to learn more, go to my website. And I don't think there's anything particularly wrong about this. I've had a conversation with a very good friend of mine that is doing this all the time. And it's like, but is that too salesy? And I'm like, well, maybe you should be driving it to the blog and not just generally to the website because the blog is giving people information for free. So it's not like, Oh, look at me, look at the services I'm selling or whatever products I'm selling, but it's just driving them to a place of information. And then maybe they hang out and maybe 
they do navigate your website? Would that be the right way to think about this? Absolutely, Gentry. So we're getting a little bit deeper into the SEO, which is search engine optimization. Um, Google is going to love you if you have people clicking on your blog all day long. Um, it says to Google, this person is viable, this site is viable, this business is viable, and it moves you up in ranking. So it's really important that you do that. Um, okay, okay. And then on Noted. your blog, you should say, um, at the bottom of your blog, you should have a link to the next blog or the blog before it. So you should be constantly letting people know that related information is in the other blog. So you, you, the other page. So you would just like click on the bottom, either forwards or backwards or wherever you want to take them, link them somewhere. You should say, uh, keep them on your site because the longer they linger, the more Google likes you. So at the end of the blog, a tip that you can use is um, for more information about my services, go here. And then it brings them to a contact form. And it says, if you would like to do a one-on-one, join my Facebook group, blah, blah, blah. Just always keep them on your website. And the blog is going to be that place that you can link your all everything that you're talking about and creating calls to action to do is all there. And, um, we can get into that too, but it, it's going to build brand loyalty. It's going to build audience loyalty and engagement. Got it. Love it. Thank you for answering that question. That's a big one. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, so let's talk about building loyalty. Might as well just jump into that one. Yes. Um, okay. So two tips uh, that kind of come together, um, and really, allow for people to get to know you, get to know what you do, is to create a lead magnet and to have it run through your email and then to automate a nurturing email sequence after that. So let me explain. Please. <laughs> Please. I mean, I think I have an idea, but that sounds like I see how that could sound really complicated too for a lot of people, especially people just starting their businesses. So if so. you're so let's just, let's just talk about this real quick. So we may not get to everything today. And, um, but I definitely want to talk about, let's stop at when you're building loyalty, let's talk about email marketing. So the great Marie Forleo and she quotes and says, email marketing is not a trend. It's not dead and it's not going away at least anytime soon. Um, we have this understanding that will, you know, Email is just, it's annoying to people or I'm not going to, you know, just always sell, 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 sell. And that's not what I'm saying. Email marketing is a nurturing experience for anyone who touches your brand. So it's a way for you to keep in touch and you work really hard for that email, email address to be given to you. So once somebody trusts you enough to go and subscribe to something you're doing, you want to nurture the relationship. So in order to elevate your audience, which is elevating your clientele, elevating your, uh, basically elevating your customer, you really want to create what is called a lead magnet. So it's giving them value. You are giving them free content. And let me just share some ideas around what that looks like. So 
when you know what your client's problem is and you can remove a hurdle, you can offer them something for free. And so that's typically when you say, would you like the following? Would you like some text content, some video content, or some visual content? And that could be a how-to. It can be a, an audio or a video. It's a, something free that you're saying, this is how it's done. And you share how something is done in the business or is whatever issue they're having and needing to find a solution for. So for instance, Gentry, in your business, let's just talk about, um, give me, a, give me a, something that you know your clients struggle with. Well, I mean, the easiest thing that comes to mind would be, you know, skin challenges. And that's very, very broad. So, you know, okay. but, but will Give that work? Specific, like, like, okay. So, um, you know, a lot of my clients are, are more mature like me, my age and, and older. And so, you know, maybe they didn't have the skin education earlier in their lives, or maybe none of us did really. So, um, a lot of the times now we're working to, I'm working to educate, you know, we're, we're working on prevention, but also they're wanting to maybe, uh, revive the skin, uh, bring it back to a state of, you know, harmony that, <laughs> that it once was. So some of it is correcting, or maybe a, a lot of it would be correcting, Great. So this is a perfect example. You can offer your audience a solution to this problem and you can add value and elevate them in their lives and in their businesses or in whatever they're doing very easily. And I'll give you the example. You want to, as a business, make money, right? But in order to reach your audience, you want to offer them something for free. So if you give them say a video where it shows how to create a do-it-yourself recipe for something that's going to um, moisturize and hydrate the skin. If you showed them that, then they watch the video, they give you their email address to watch the video. Now you have their email address, you send the video to them, they watch it, and then what happens next? Well, you now have an opportunity to connect with that person who's now you maybe created the formula and the recipe. And you can reach out and say, the name is Susan. And you can say, hey, Susan, but it's a templated email. It's an automation. Say, hey, Susan, I noticed that, you know, you downloaded the video and wanted to find out if, if this is working for you. And then offer a one-on-one -on -one consultation, offer something in the email that's going to make them feel like you really care because essentially you really do and build a relationship around the business, but build it with you so that they trust you. People do not buy products as much as they will buy from the person who's selling Right? I love, like, wow. I love that. I love that because wow. I love that. That's, that's powerful for those out there listening. Uh, sometimes you are, 
your brand and you need to determine, you know, I'm going to use an example right now, Kristen Cavallari, just because she was on TV last night and, uh, and uncommon James has an extremely, extremely successful jewelry business. Now she's moved into home goods and her little James. And so it's not an advertisement for uncommon James, but she's done a really, really, really good job. Now, granted she's had a mass, she had, a lot of popularity. So I'm not comparing our average businesses to uncommon James, but what I am trying to convey is that she had this realization that, Oh my gosh, people are connecting with me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're literally, they've been on my journey for 10 with me on my journey for 10 years. So when she went to get loyal customer feedback, she was wanting to ask them, Oh, what kind of jewelry do you like the best? Should we add a lot more fun jewelry or diamonds or this and that? And they were just curious, like, well, what do you and, and Jay do? What, how are your kids? You know what I mean? Like they were trying right. to connect with her on a personal right. level. And then she had this aha moment. Oh my God. Like, people, I am so, I mean, I, I, obviously she's a businesswoman and she knew about her connection to the brand, but it just brought it in. It illuminated it is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. There's a lot of people where, you know, she's, she doesn't have a problem being on, on TV in the public eye, but then there's people, a lot of people like myself who are their brand and, and we're not on TV all the time or, you know what I mean? It's more challenging for us to, to, um, kind of break outside, break those, those introverted habits and things. And, mm-hmm. but, but how important, I mean, I guess, I guess we are stressing right together, the importance yeah. of that with these examples, that it's so important that you understand that and that you work on you know, if you have those, if you have insecurities or vulnerabilities around it, that you work on it and maybe work with someone like you also that can help kind of bring to light those, those challenges and give them some tactical ways to overcome it. That's right. And it's so important. I can't stress this enough that, you know, who your audience avatar is. Who is your audience? What do they do? They wake up in the morning and what do they do? Well, some people, for instance, a fitness brand, those people wake up in the morning, they drink water. The first thing that they do is they drink water. Then they have their supplements. Then they go for a run. Then, I mean, whatever routines those people have, um, that's what you want to be talking about. That's what you want to be offering because You want to be targeting your audience. And so that's a really big conversation, but I want to share with you some really simple ways that you can create the lead magnet. Great. Nowadays, everyone has a podcast and it's, it's said, um, you know, that, oh, well, so-and-so has a podcast and -and so-and-so has a podcast, but let me just share with you. It's so easy to create a podcast and there's a reason why it's because you can directly talk to your audience about what you're doing. So don't worry about how many people listen to your podcast. Just create one. Just it's, you can just do an audio one. You don't even have to be on video. And then people can just plug you into their ears and they can go about their business and they're listening to you share all this wonderful knowledge with them. That's a great way to do it. And it's free. Another free opportunity for people to receive value from you is to create a swipe file. I'm saying S W I P E swipe. Um, 
remember back in the day when you could go onto Word, Microsoft Word, and you could download a template and the template was already like written for you, whether it be like an, a letter or, you know, some sort of um, flyer or whatever. Um, that's what a, a swipe file is essentially. You are giving to your audience what you do and how you treat your clients and customers for free. So it is really cool. So for instance, Gentry, with your clients, um, maybe a swipe file for you um, is going to be a recipe or it's going mm. to be a way that they can add to their business. So maybe you're helping people with facials and um, you're, you're educating people on facials and you want to teach them a certain aspect of how to reach their audience. So you would share with them a swipe file. So all they have to do is just copy and paste the information and then they just add in their business to it. Um, I love a swipe file because I'm constantly writing copy. Sometimes as I'm writing, I get um, a little bit of brain freeze. I've written so much over the week. I feel a little depleted and a swipe file can give me new ideas and how to write an email. So for instance, I love to collect email um, content swipe files. It just feels good to have those. You can offer them a free trial. Maybe it's um, for you. I know that you offer people um, those really awesome skin, uh, lip care, um, like the little chapsticks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, those are really great. You can offer them a free training. Um, you can give them a checklist. Maybe they download, you know, ways to overcome certain aspects of what they're going through. And then my favorite might be an ebook. And it doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to be many pages. It doesn't have to be designed perfectly. It doesn't have to have the most beautiful cover. It's just information you've put together and offer out to your audience for free. It's a great way to download. Now, once you have their email, you're going to create a nurturing sequence um, where you're constantly sharing with them what you're doing, what you're putting on the blog, what events you've created, and you're just always touching base with them. My recommendation is to do it four times a month. That's once a week. Um, just reach out to your audience and people are going to unsubscribe, but the people that want your swipe file or your podcast information, or they want to subscribe to your newsletter or your YouTube channel or whatever it is. And you are able, able to gather that that's a hot lead, a warm lead. It's something that, you know, people know your brand, they trust your brand and they want to be a part of your brand. So technically if you're building um, your audience, your email list, which I highly recommend this be your focus for 2020 is building that email list. If you're email marketing to them, you really want to focus on just touching them all the time because they're already interested. So you know that they are when they're interested in downloading whatever you're offering. Um, so hopefully that's helpful. So I have a, a little, like, a, it's, a, it's more of a, a, I guess, a technical issue. Uh, I mean, a technical question. So the, this, uh, you're really talking about, and for, I'm just speaking in layman's terms for the people that are unfamiliar yeah. or, or listening for the first time to this so that they're not overwhelmed. 
mm-hmm. these emails that you're talking about uh, collecting and then um, sending to your clients four times a week, you're talking about through a through uh, creating campaigns through an email campaign like MailChimp or Active Campaign, is that correct? Yes. So that was what I was going to bring up next. Okay. Thank you okay. So much okay. For Sorry that. for jumping ahead. Sorry for jumping. No, ahead. you're actually you're tuned in, so that's <laughs> important to me. And I think that um, for the people who are just starting out, I would say MailChimp is an incredible place to start because they will ask you, "Do you want to automate this?" So you can have whatever link to your lead magnet live in MailChimp. People click on it. They download whatever it is that they're downloading. That email address comes into your list. That list lives. It's organically alive. (laughs) And now you can click automation for that list and you can write a series of, you can have what I consider to be really important. You have your welcome email, which is, thank you so much for downloading. I'm so excited that you're a part of my community now. The second one would be, hey, Gentry, now that you've downloaded the swipe file and you started sending out the content, how is it going for you? Guess what? I have something else for you. Give them something else or share with them something that's coming up. Um, And always, always, always at the bottom, share your um, social media. Always share like a YouTube video that maybe you love, share things in there that really create a sense of just how you would say to somebody, if you went out to dinner with them, like you're talking to them, right? Yeah. You're like, Hey, would you like to, would you like to try the nachos? Oh, you like nachos too. Okay. Awesome. Let's get the nachos, you know, and let's get, you know, let's, let's go ahead and get a couple shots of tequila and we'll just, you sit here and hang out and I, oh, wait a minute. You like that kind of tequila? Awesome. Well, maybe you'll like this margarita. Oh, I like margaritas too. And all of a sudden people are like, wow, she's really fun. She loves to entertain. When I go out to dinner or lunch with her, she's super like engaging and she's always ordering stuff that I like. And you know, you're just constantly feeding it back to them. I mean, that's the easiest way I can explain it. It's, it's a kind of a big process to go through a campaign, but that's what I'm here for. And that's what I do for my clients is I help them build campaigns. I help them build automations. I help them build nurturing sequences. And all of this is called a marketing funnel, which is really important that people understand what is a marketing funnel. They hear it all the time. They feel intimidated. And I'm here to tell you that if you take it step by step, a marketing funnel is actually very, um, it's intuitive. I mean, it makes sense once you start to put the pieces together and there's just a great fun way to do it, which is, you know, with post-its, you can, you know, take a packet of post-its and in one column, Oh, well, my daughter's oh, awake. I see Anna. I see Anna. I'm a beautiful princess. <laughs> maybe, we'll end, maybe we'll end there, but, um, you know what? That's, that is, that is, that is just fine with me because I, I do have a lot more questions, Gina, but yeah. um, I'm thinking we'll split this up into a part one and a part two okay, because cool. so, so that we're also not overloading people with information because this I stuff, know. this stuff is gold. This is what people pay for. So whoever's listening, I've said it when we started, take out your notepads. Um, I'm 
So take out your notepads again for part two and, uh, and we'll just, we'll just elaborate on some things that maybe we didn't have time to elaborate on next time. But I think this is such a great outline in place for people to get started. Also, this is a great time if people do have questions as to what we talked about, um, they can leave questions at the bottom of the podcast in the comment section and then we can perhaps address some of those next time on the part two as well if anyone needs any clarity about uh what you mentioned today because this is like i said this is this is stuff that people pay a lot of money for and it can be very confusing so we do i I just want to thank you so 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 much for taking time out of your very busy day um, and, and yeah, just, I, I, I don't know what else to say. But I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with how much uh, information you've given us. So, well, so. I hope I haven't confused anybody, but I do know no. that, um, each individual point that I, uh, brought up in this part one, um, can be, you can, you can go online and you can just start to look it up. Um, and if you, if anyone has any questions and you reach out to Gentry, I'd be more than happy to talk to the audience. Um, and after we, you know, answer some more questions and maybe this is a series we can create because I have so much to share. Oh, I love that. I love (laughs) the sound of that. The series. Oh, in Gentry, we can go live because that's fun. Oh yeah, of course, because we're in our forties, right? We're going to go live. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're Uh, we're wrinkle free and carefree. We're we're wiser. That's why we're going to go live. Um, do you, if you, if you don't have time, we'll do it next time, but I always like to leave now with one sure. last question, which is what is your favorite quote if you have one and why? Well, I am uh, all about quotes. I believe that they're like these little capsules of time and in, in life and they hold so much energy. And, um, I, I referenced Elizabeth Gilbert earlier in big magic, but it's actually a book that, um, just solidified a lot of where my life was going, um, when she wrote it in 2016. And I love this one quote that she, um, she has because I, I repeat it to myself often. She says a creative life is an amplified life. It's a bigger life, a happier life, an extended life, excuse me, expanded life and a hell of a lot more interesting life. I love when she says that because for years, I was just living a creative life and it felt like I was all over the place. Nowadays, it's not only is it encouraged, it's rewarded when you have a lot of passions, when you're touching a lot of different business opportunities, when you have many revenue streams. And so I feel like I want to give the audience permission, which you don't need permission to live a creative life, but that it is an amplified life and it is pretty exciting when you allow yourself to just be in that creative place. Mm, That is beautiful. That just gave me chills and what an awesome note to end on today. Mm, Gina, you you are just a beautiful person and you are just so, Mm. so um, have so much to offer the world and us, which is why I am selfishly so happy <laughs> that we're going to be uh, on this little journey 
here together uh, offering this audience some good, good advice. So um, thank you so much. And it's been uh, more than my pleasure because I have been waiting um, to share this information with people in a, in a much more powerful medium. I have my podcast, but I don't talk about me. You know, I just kind of put things in there here and there, but I, I'm not, um, I'm not talking like to the audience about the things that I do, which maybe I should take my own advice and do so. <laughs> well, maybe you should, and we'll definitely put your podcast and all of your social media contact at the bottom of this podcast for anyone who wants to keep in touch with Gina. Um, and we just tell them before we go, uh, the best, uh, website address to find you online. Yeah. So on my website, I just didn't know, know what to do a few years ago because I had a lot of different places that I was creating in. So I decided to call it Gina Marino Media. So you can find me at ginamarinomedia.com. Um, you can find my fine art and my photography and my exclusive <laughs> media services. I have packages on there. Um, and I do one-on-one -on -one consultations. I can always customize a package and I can always customize a project. So I work with, um, online entrepreneurs and I work specifically, uh, with women, um, who are trying to rock and grow and engage their online audience and their business. And, you know, we can meet together and I can, help you from logo to launch. If you want to create something from a great idea that you're having and you just don't know the steps to get there, call me. Let's talk. Call Gina. You guys, <laughs> you heard it here. It's, it's uh, Gina Marino, right? M-A-R-I-N-O. Uh -huh. Media. Yeah. So my name is spelled differently than most Gina's. It's J-E-A-N-A-M-A-R-I-N-O. M-E-D-I-A.com. Perfect. Gina Marina Medio, you got it. And thank you again, Gina. Much love to you, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gentry. Thank you. Talk soon. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye.